0: Welcome to the Shot Clock Podcast with me, Jago. It's Thursday morning. It's the 5th of August. It's the second part of our Lindsay P episode. Um, Big shout out to Paul Callagher's under-18 boys who had a heartbreaking loss um, last night. Wednesday um, to Hungary. Uh, Best of luck for the rest of the tournament, fellas. Bounce back. We're all here. We're all supporting. We're all behind you. Without further ado... um, Let's get to the second part of Lindsay's episode and we'll talk afterwards. So here she is. It's Lindsay Pete. Hey, Shout out to the Or senior women. So There's a nice little transition now. Shout out to the Or senior women who were unbelievable last week. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. From, look, look, James Weldon, Gillian Hayes, all the way down, 1-12. to 12, That team were phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I, we're so proud Ohio of them. Conor didn't play in the semi-final, came on and did a job yesterday. You know what I mean? Claire Melia was fantastic. Rightly onto the all-star team. Unbelievable tournament. Sorka yep. turning shot the lights out. Five threes in the set. Like, unreal. Granny yep. Dwyer comes in, steadies the shift, pushes on, and she's in and out. And she, yep. she doesn't moan. It's just in, do your job. Out, in, do your job. Out. It's, it's great. I've my under-16, as I said earlier on, I'm coaching under-16 girls now. And I have them watching that team. And going, yep. look. Look, watch what they do. I, I got them to watch the under-20s. I was like, these girls are getting hammered. They don't care. They're representing Ireland. They're playing their hearts out. They're playing their souls out. They don't give up. That's what you need to do. Yeah. And they're kind of looking gone, going, but they're, it's not about winning or losing. No. It's, it's about representing. And look, I want a big shout-out to you and your World Rovers teammates and, and former Irish teammates. For anyone who hasn't seen it, I'll try and link the video um, in this episode. So the under 20s took a lot of shit from a lot, a lot of people who have no right to speak on, on Irish basketball, in my opinion. You yeah. know, shut shut up. If you have nothing positive to say, don't say it. But we spoke earlier about the affinity and the love that you have for wearing that jersey. And, and you girls came out and and late you, you told truth everyone you spoke your own truth and said, look, we've been through tough times. I thought your piece was particularly poignant because it was like, you know, the life lessons I've learned. It wasn't just sport. It was no. life. Yeah. And, and it was wearing that jersey that brought you to the place where you are now. Mm-hmm. And I watched that and had to watch it again <laughs> because like, I was just like, I, I, I need to take this in. It was just, yeah. it was amazing. And it was typical of our community. Absolutely. Somebody somebody attacks one of us. You attack all of us. They all come in. We're all <laughs> building that shield around that under-20 team. And again, what a fantastic job they did. Unlimited no. resources, limited training times. What people forget, all these keyboard warriors saying how bad they are and shouldn't be on the team and the coaches are wrong and Kojak shouldn't be there and he's only picking his favourite. Nah, nah, nah. They're up against 95% of professional players on those other teams. Our 100%. girls are working a job and playing basketball at the weekends. Yeah. That's not their full time job. Like, yeah. like you. you, you work a real job and then go and represent your country. So for people to sit behind their keyboard and abuse these girls, it was I just thought it was disgusting. But to see what you girls did to to rally behind them, like I I watched your video and the second I, I, I'd watched it the second or third time, I rooted out our under-19 team picture and posted it saying, here we are. We went to the Europeans. We got absolutely blitzed in every game. But I'm part of a WhatsApp group with every one of those players, 20-odd years later. And that's what basketball does. The result didn't go for you, Grant. Learn from. Me. But look, from it. yeah. You know what I mean? So, Big shout out to the World Rovers and all the girls on the team. And, and as I said to you, your piece was particularly poignant because it spoke about life. What made you do it? Was it just that anger at somebody going after our country?
1: I think we all started, because I put the link in the group, right? And uh, I said, lads, what's the story with this? Just picking this up now and training it. Everyone just bounced on really quick. And I was like, nah. You know, all of us kind of said straight away, Now we need to do something. We need to show the love because we've all been there. Like I I spoke to you before we started recording. One of my memories before I joined Mercy was a 70-point loss. Now, it wasn't international. You know, we had some big, you know, some big losses. I was very privileged, but um, I still had those losses. I still had those moments. I still, you know, had those moments where it's like, my God, this is... Well, I never felt it. I never felt like I ever wanted to give up. It was just a really tough day at the office, but everyone just rallied around. Like I'll never forget after like heartache with Glamour, we all stood around a bin and we burnt a, a piece of you know just just really, you know, it was just a it was just a pe- loads of of um, pieces from newspapers after that loss in the semi final cup, and we we're like, Do you know what, we're just going to burn it because the words mean nothing. It's only about the people in this room. So we just wanted to get around the girls because after being a year out, for all that they went through, to be brave to travel through COVID, still like so many countries affected with COVID, it's still rampant as we speak to, to be brave enough to travel, to represent your country with such little training and, and do it in such style with such pride and passion. That's all we ever ask of anyone in the basketball community. Absolutely. And when you buy in, you're buying into a family that never lets you down. And I think we showed that um, like the video's got so many hits because the basketball community does so much love and we want to know what everyone says and everyone jumped on and just got behind them and I think oh, I'd be very embarrassed if I was one of those people now who put up some negative you know, SHIT that had no relevance if you don't. if you don't got nothing to say just don't say anything at all these are young aspiring athletes who are given everything and not on our watch not not on the basketball that's it. not much. on
0: our watch that's exactly it and it's that it's that big brother and big sister attitude. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're under twenty; they're kids. They're yeah. kids. How dare you call them out? How dare that, you question them? You would have had someone who brought you
1: along, who was your mentor, and yeah. you, 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 you got past that torch to be mentored to someone underneath you. So, as the Wild Rovers, like so many of them, were mentors to me and and Fahy and so and neve and it's our job to be mentors and all the like the life lessons and all those learnings and all those, you know, we talk about all these cliche characteristics and, and these skills that we learn through sport. It's time to use them. It's when you action them that you know what you're really. So it's all those values that we learned through the mentorship of generations that pass it on down. It's it's our job to pass on that mentorship and protect those that are coming up behind us. So it's not only on the basketball court. It's, it's when there's shit off it yeah. that you do what others did for you and protect you. Um, because they need to be protected like they will get no better learnings than what they got in those Europeans like you said professional players and what you look at is our respect you take the learnings you take what you did well you take what other teams did well and you try and you know take that on and be better and that's all you can ask for that's listen they will get so many no amount of training sessions no amount of nothing will give them the value that they got from that tournament and there's just so much for both the under 20s and the seniors we're so proud of you and it was a joy to watch us and have boys teams back on the basketball court. So for me, absolutely buzzing.
0: It was great. It was great just to see them play again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just great to see them, you know, stand there for the anthem the whole lot. It's just, yeah, I, like, like, I haven't missed a minute. I can't wait. The under-18s flew out on Sunday, so they start tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Um, Tommy O'Matney and Carol Kilbride are over with the 18s. So like, looking forward. That's another week of basketball. Like, Can we get any better? This is just... It's perfect. No, and fair play basketball basketball
1: Ireland social media. Like if you can't catch the games live, just you know, star onto the Twitter or the Instagram, whatever alert you have to get and keep on top of it because that's how I've been doing. If I haven't caught the games live, I've caught here and there and I've kept up on everything. And Joe you know What don't be thinking about wishing people good luck. Just get on and wish them good luck. Send yeah. out
0: the positive send, send out the positive vibes. That's exactly it. Right, we'll get we'll get back to our normal show now. I know, sorry. <laughs> Look, it's it's me and you. This, look, like I said this will go on till Wednesday. I know. So it's you and four others going to a pickup game. Who are you taking with you?
1: Man, this is another one was <laughs> terrible. <clears throat> right, myself. Yeah, I went for I went for Sharon Kelly because no matter the opposition, Sharon has to be there for me. Uh, born and bred in Kulak. both from the same club so much love for her uh, I picked Michelle Fahi, very very good friend of mine and taught me a lot has to be Suzanne McGuire and oh, again it kills me I'm going to go for the Mad Niamh tour.
0: brilliant That's- now can I just
1: say Honestly, Jacob, that was one of my hardest questions. I'd actually eliminate me and pick probably someone else. Like, it was just like, <laughs> I'm not even good enough to be on this team. But um, everybody
0: finds that that's one of the hardest ones. Everyone kind of goes, Oh, Jesus, you're putting me on the spot here. Because they go, I'll oh, pick that person. Then they go, Actually, hang on. No, I better. Oh,
1: pick- listen, I can, can hear Katrina White now. I'm going to take absolutely. Do abuse we give her the, honorary,
0: the six, honorary six, man? Yes, again. please. Okay. Absolutely. That's, that's twice that's happened. So.
1: Well, you know yourself how how many dollar bills the six the six man has paid, so that's how important they are. So you remember that Katrina? Don't be giving me any shit.
0: Yeah, you're in there. We've got you in again. We've got you in again. So changing lanes, top five musical artists of all time. Who's on your rotation?
1: Right now, don't give me shit for this. I'm very eclectic, right?
0: Love that Quite one. Of, Love it. That's the I third am. time it's been used on the podcast.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to go with Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, Eclectic is kind of an excuse for it don't burn me on these. I'm going yeah. to go with Fleet, Fleetwood Mac. My mum was a big Fleetwood Mac fan growing up Love and Fleetwood they just Mac. never I'm aged. I'm going to go with the Dubliners because I'm a dub, true and true. Two
0: for two. I'm
1: going to go with Queen. Missy Elliott. I'm going to go with Pink.
0: <laughs> Why would I give you shit over that five?
1: That's Okay. Because the so many, it's like the ballers. It's like there's so many musicians out there, so many artists. You're like, oh that's, man.
0: No, that's a solid five. Missy Elliott always reminds me of Sharon Kelly, and I've no idea why. Well,
1: I remember being outside um
0: I had to be a club somewhere.
1: <laughs> club or we we she was trying to teach me how to twerk in front of a car one we'll kind of November night waiting for training to happen and my hips don't lie, they just weren't working. But uh yeah, I think that's we were twerking to be a bit a of
0: myth. Mis- yeah. <laughs>
1: She was killing it and she was like come on because we used to call each other the Beyonce so she was like come on the Beyonce I was like I'm trying so yeah we were waiting on Mark for training
0: So listen you, you have a bit of pull with Sharon Kelly I've been waiting since March to get her on here and every week there's a different excuse so it's your turn now to reach out Scully's tried, Darren McGuinness has tried now it's your turn we need Sharon Kelly on this podcast
1: Sharon look into my eyes <laughs> to Beyonce you are my idol. You sh- tried to show me how to twerk. The floaters, the jumps, the, you know, when you've no right to rebound, you need to get on the show. We need to hear from Sharon Kelly.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. Completely agree. <laughs> right, so you're the DJ. What three songs are we warming up to?
1: Now, these, I was like, I was like playing them. I was like, yeah. <sighs> We're going to start Easy Breeze. We're going to start with Mace. Welcome back because obviously it would be my first time back in the court with my warm-up students. Okay. Then we're going to go Missy Elliott, get your freak on. Yeah, baby.
0: That's that's my Sharon Kelly team show. 100%.
1: <laughs>
0: Sharon, how many more subliminal messages do we need to
1: give you? Get on the show. And then we're going to really lighten up, like really last, like kind of five minutes. Prodigy for a starter.
0: Has to be. Has to be. That's your ideal warm-up song, isn't it? It just sounds perfectly.
1: Can you see my eyes bulging on that? Well my it eyes. is. I
0: can see I can see it. I can see it. it's not. I can see it hitting the layup, kicking off the layup line and running at the opposition, staring them down while four starters playing, and you're just watching their stare. You're just specifically,
1: watching. specifically named for. <laughs>
0: Jesus, they getting a lot of love or hate, or I don't
1: know. No, no. He's getting a lot love, of mentions. I love her. I love her, but I hate her at the time because I was like, <laughs> oh, you know what? And look, they were unbelievable. Mary Breen, Donna Buckley, uh, oh, the, the two Dwarves. When they had Fahy, uh yeah, unbelievable team. And then Scally. You know, scally be on a whim, and Mark would be like, you know, he'd be having the chessboard out, getting us ready, you know. But, uh, yeah,
0: great memories. A big shout out to Mark Engle as well. What a coach! That's absolutely. That's dick dick. that. What a coach. End of story. End of Mark Engle. There you go. So here's here's the other one that causes a lot of issues with people. Sixteen-year-old Lindsay sitting down in front of you. What advice do you give her?
1: I want to say, don't be a
0: dick. <laughs> what an answer. <laughs>
1: Just, just don't be a dick. Um, yeah, I think I went through that period. It was like, do you know what? If I knew my shit together, I, I, thinking back, I'm like, Mark was exceptional, but Mark would still say like, I couldn't send you for a scholarship. I, you know, you're just crazy. You wouldn't last in the states because who know what I would do. So yeah, I'd probably just say, don't be a dick. You've such potential. But the other flip side of that, Jago, is if I didn't go through all those periods and really getting down to nitty-gritty and how much sport meant to me, specifically basketball, I don't think it would have meant as much when I finally got my opportunity through through Maeve Coleman. Um it was just a dream come true, and I'd learned a lot of I'd gone through a lot of tests, I'd lost a lot of weight, I'd come to, you know, I'd I think one of my first year or two when I got National League I got National League player of the year that again I cried I didn't think I was so deserving of it I had that really overwhelming imposter syndrome same when kind of Maeve cut out I didn't think I'd make it and I kept having to remind myself well, what what Maeve does like what can you do that Maeve does like when well, Maeve loves her team's fit you can do that like you can play D and you can be fit and you can work your ass off and you can be open so previously you know, 16-year-old Lindsay, i sure knew it all and thought she had the world at her feet, you know what I mean? And then you're not on the good side of referees, you've an attitude problem, you're not going, but you know, you're kind of a she. And as I said, there was, there was times where like, it wasn't all bad, but I was just like, I, I was so aggressive and so competitive and it was everyone else's fault. You know, so it was all these things that you were like, but it wasn't all bad all the time, you know, like, but as things got more and I got more intense and I loved it more and I wanted to be better and I wanted to win, that's when those things were hard, the emotions, it was the emotions were hard to control. Um, and still to say, probably the emotions are hard to control. It's just, like I could say I'm not an emotional being, but I'm actually very emotional. I just don't know how to control them. So probably I scare people. And really, you know, as I'm older now, I was nearly 41. I'm saying to myself, no, you actually are very emotional. You're just not, you know, I don't cry a lot, but I, my emotions come out through sport in a very different way. So it's, yeah, they're, they're the kind of realizations you come to. So yeah, the overriding message would be don't be a dick because you don't realize your potential, but we go through pieces of life and journeys to kind of peel back the, the strengths that we have and the resilience, um, the struggle to want something so bad and to come through with the other side and achieve it like you'll never get that feeling again like we spoke about it being in Ireland Jersey I was actually looking over photos tonight and you know thinking about Irish players was tough I had this Helena Skarevich I think was her name but she was probably my toughest opponent ever and she was the point guard for uh, Montenegro and I thought they were exceptional but again like all pros like she was pro in, in looking back on her, her resume was like she played with a club in Warsaw and Poland and it was, it's a pro women's basketball team so but she was unbelievable like I couldn't come near her with the ball I mean it was probably my best defensive performance so as I said if I didn't have all those struggles coming up and, and going through that would I be here now unable to transition and reassure myself that you may not make it on a skill level, but there's lots of other qualities that you've learned through your life and picked off, off other people and other unbelievable athletes. Yeah. You were at times a sponge and you picked up those things. And when you did realize the impact you had on people and what how they seen you, you kind of changed your attitude and that's good. So part of me wants to say, don't be a dick to see where you could go underage but then I take away where I am now and the journey I've been through and basketball and sport has played a huge part in that journey and has been my traveling companion. And yeah, it's about the life lessons and what I learned and what I picked off the beautiful people I've met along the way and the not so beautiful people. Cause it's nice to see what you don't want to be or how you don't want to act.
0: Look, Couldn't have put that better myself. It's, it's one of those things, it's control the controllables, mm-hmm. but don't be afraid to be you either.
1: No, and at the end of the day, it takes a long time to say. Like I used to, a friend of mine was fluent in Irish, and I say, translate like Tom or it's like I am, I am who I am. And I think that was an Alan Arsenal ad and it really connected with me, I am who I am. Because he used to get a lot of shit in the league, didn't he? You know, for being whoever his background. Yeah, he was he's just he's so skillful, but yeah, he was probably kind of a difficult character and whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, you can only be him. You can only love Alan Arvison for being Alan Iverson. At the end of the day, people love me for being Lindsay P. That's all I can ask for them. And that's all I can be to myself is true. And again, for a lot of kids out there, it's a big, bad world out there. There's a lot of shit going on in social media telling you how to be. And at the end of the day, unless it's putting a smile on your face how you're acting or the people around you are putting a smile on your face, then believe you me, it ain't worth it because you only have to be you, surround yourself with the people who make you feel you, make you feel happy very cliche, very deep but honestly, I'd hate to be a kid growing up in today's world, we didn't have social media, we oh, spent our days outside with people and we, yeah it was just a really carefree life to to a lot of it but it, you know there was struggles, there was drama around it but you stuck together and you got through
0: them so absolutely. yeah Brilliant advice, brilliant advice, I'm, I'm going to sit my under 16s down to watch this because you can't you can't get better than that, you know what I mean? So no, second they're and they're lesson. Yes. Dead or alive, five dinner guests. Who's coming to your house for dinner? Friends, family are famous. The choice is yours.
1: Um I definitely pick my wife because we've been through an awful lot. She's a great cook and she's a great person, and she's just amazing. So I'd have to put her down. Um I wanted Dennis Rodman because I just find him
0: If you don't include me in this list, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you're coming. You're doing the drinks anyway. You're doing the. You're doing our cocktails.
0: Whatever. Whatever you need me to do. If Rodman's there, I'm there. Look, I'll, I'll sweep the floor.
1: <laughs> no. Yes, yeah, stop. You're getting a good job. You're the barman. Just don't, you know, alcohol. Good, good cocktails. And Joe, you know I picked Pat Summit. I picked back someone because I think she's someone who really started from nothing, started a Tennessee program from nothing and her drive. And even some of her quotes I love because they just resonate. Like they're just simple. You know, if you work hard, I'll outwork you. But that's, that's a simple thing. You don't have to be skillful to do. Like, so I just think for being a female head coach in probably a very tough world that she came into, one that was very pressure, a lot of money. She had to recruit, she had to build the program from the start. Uh, I think I'd love to I'd love to meet her, I'd love to rack her brain. I'd love to hear her stories, I'd love to get her drunk, and then I'd love to to maybe her to take me through a train session and give me some feedback. So there's lots for Pat to do. Um I picked Brendan Gleason as well, you know, just for the bit of crack. I think he's great fun
0: Irishman. Personal though, as well though. You know 100%. what I mean? Came from, came from very little, you know, Worked his way up and, and and look at him now. Like
1: yep, definitely. Um I don't know how many I have now. The last probably two I'll pick is me me mum's mum and dad, <laughs> because um my son and my wife have never met either of them, and my nanny on that side probably died when I was nine. So I heard lots of amazing stories about her, and I never get to met her. And I think some of my stubborn streak comes from her. A lot of family values come from her. And probably that, I haven't alluded to that as well. Like, you know, you know yourself, relationships, raising children, you adapt to be a better person and a mentor in that little term. So we're always learning. And yeah, I'd love for them to see where I'm at now. Meet my little family, meet my little team at home. And uh Getting emotional, I'm just them to see where I am, you know. And that I can, brand I can of,
0: tell you now, they'd be very proud of you.
1: Ah, uh, thank you very much. Absolutely. And they were just solid, you know. The the values that are were raised with come to the fore again with, with sports. So I don't think sometimes we, I certainly, am very aware of giving. I said my wife, my son, my own immediate family, my sisters. You know, it doesn't have to be direct sport and skills. It's just about respect and immersing yourself and giving everything to the cause and so those values so as I said I heard a lot of stories I, I met my granddad only passed away when I was 25 um but it's funny he was a uh, November my mom is November my son came early he's November there's all these little moments that I'd love to like connect them back to and uh, he was certainly a man who loved sport. He loved tennis. And we were able to connect with that. used to go to my soccer watches. And then I said it was his wife that passed away that i never met. But very protective over me. Um, you know, one of the few women who would have worked in cabbies and her husband did housework. So again, changing the script. You know, brave to change the script. Very protective over our family. So yeah, they're probably the last two guests I'd pick. Kind of a... Yeah, and we'd be rooftop... Yeah, we'd be rooftop bar in the marker, so we'd get Dennis and Pat to see the lovely city of Dublin, and we'd be having tacos and nibbles and and Long Islands. That's
0: what that's that's what we're having. So Claire's getting the night off, is she? She's just going to chill and eat as well. She is. She deserves it. She's always <laughs> looking after me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we've reached the last question. Um, again. It's been such a pleasure to sit down with you. You know what I mean? I've, I've I've loved your career. I love everything you stand for, all your values. You know, everybody who speaks of you speaks so highly of you. And now having sat down with you, I know why. You know what oh, I mean? Thank you. You're you're an inspiration <laughs> to young to young women everywhere. You know what I mean? And and to be honest with you, you're an inspiration to young people everywhere you know what I mean let's get gender out of it just you're an inspiration to young people you know what I mean to be able to be a multi-sport athlete at your level is just incredible you know what I mean so look after yourself keep doing what you're doing you know what I mean like I, I can't wait to see you back on a rugby pitch and back in, in in the Masters
1: yes that is when we definitely we Masters
0: no we will know, like I've
1: seen the event. thing up there for the Masters Cup there before we come on so that was launched and uh Look, I can't thank you for having me on. Like I watched you when I was growing up, like to be in National League set up at fifteen. Like so, I kind of it's funny, funny. You're you're giving me all this, you know, lovely feedback, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, "Eh, hello. Like I watched you, the unbelievable athlete that you are yourself, and involved now in coaching and master teams yourself. So, you know, this this has been just a lovely chat to sit down with you. And honestly, thank you so much for having me on and to go down memory lane. And yeah, between being teary-eyed and having so much goosebumps going over stories and the amazing people we've had the privilege of of connecting with, it's been amazing. And we're
0: both very lucky because we've we've got some amazing people in our lives, you know
1: mm-hmm. what I mean? Big time.
0: Personally, as well as in sport, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of crossover between our friend groups, so it's it's yeah. nice to see that as well, you know? But look, last question, who would you like to see on the podcast?
1: Well, I think there has to be one winner and one winner only. Sharon Kelly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Right, Kelly. We're calling you out again.
1: Well, if Sharon doesn't come on, I'd love to see... Um, I'd love to see Michelle Aspel or, or, or Michelle Fahey on
0: it. agreed yeah. to do it. Like just We're trying to right. get, get time together. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'd love both of them on.
1: Yeah, Again. or Sue, Sue, morning. I know you only asked me for one, but there it's, oh, it's gas because there's so many I'd love to hear from and reconnect and we and we chat on the daily. But um, to go over the the basketball stories with specific questions and these were deadly questions because it's nice to hear and as I said, it brings up like like the warm up was a big thing in the gym before basketball. You know, if you got a good warm up set and music wise, you're like, yeah, you know what I mean. Or days out in the where were to be a couple of games, <laughs> unbelievable
0: place hopping. Swaying. Hopping. Swaying. People just don't they, they don't know. They just don't know how good it no. was. <laughs> no. And that's why I think we should be just
1: getting like pump it back into basketball. Basketball in this country has has had a barren period, and I'd love to see it. Like growing up, as I said, being out on buses, basketball in your hand. And I'm sure you were like me. The only time the basketball left your hand was when you had your dinner, but you still had the basketball in your hand sitting on the couch sorry. watching that's telly.
0: Exactly it, yeah, yeah. 100. percent My mom tells the story of you know having to come up the stairs and tell me to stop dribbling while I was lying in bed. You know what I mean? Because like I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm not ready to be done.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, well, I used to be lying in the bed putting. You know, I remember like you know, like scissor kicks, putting the ball from one hand to the other. Mark, the always like always ball handling or lying on your back like
0: shooting the ball up in the I air like. Absolutely. Things I'm telling the kids now. You know what I mean? But- That's.
1: Kids, listen to Jacob, because I tell you what, I'd say I'd have very little lag time, I would hope, because of the amount of effort and work I put in. So muscle memory just come back naturally. If you can inbuild those patterns in your in your head, in your muscles, it's a it's a skill for life. Get out and practice. <laughs>
0: Lindsay, Pete take get out and practice. There you go. End of story. <laughs> Do Something it. Say. <laughs> Lindsay, listen, thanks a million. Um, it's been it's been emotional. <laughs> it has. Thank <laughs> you
1: emotional. so much. No problem. Absolute
0: pleasure. Look after yourself. Bye. Mind yourself. Take care, Bye. Jacob. Thanks, Lindsay. So there we have a second part of Lindsay's episode. Uh, hope that you got plenty of takeaways from it. Um, and just how amazing she is. Like... I, I cannot emphasize how much I admire Lindsay Pete as a human and the sports person. She's absolutely fantastic. Head on over to our Instagram account to vote on the uh, winner stays on. It's Team Pete against Team Dwar. Battle of the, uh, the senior ladies. Um, yeah, get voting. I'm going to see which way this one goes, whether it goes old school or new school. Let's see. Um, and also head over to the Shot Clock Podcast warm-up uh, playlist on Spotify for Lindsay's three songs uh, for her warm-up. And again, hopefully we do have a season this year, Basketball Ireland. It has to be the warm-ups for, uh, for every game, the, the Shot Clock Podcast warm-ups. So, at clubs, get, uh, get tweeting at Basketball Ireland to get that done. Um, again, Minister Jack Chambers, I don't know whether you listen in. Hopefully you do. Come talk to me. Why can't we play indoors? Why can't our senior men have a crowd? If Leo Varadkar and Catherine Zapone can have dinner in the Merion, you know, what's stopping us from playing? Anyway, until next week, this is Jago saying, I'll see you on the court soon. (laughs)